they, they can't keep up with the, the volume of, of activity in the restaurant because they're just so short staffed. And again, that is that is where technology steps in and, and prevents that ex- burnout. You want these staff who are working in restaurants to have great experience and turn this into careers and create great guest experiences. And again, that's where technology fills that gap. Today on Dirty Linen, we are chatting to Peter Doherty, Lightspeed's General Manager of Hospitality. Lightspeed is a platform that will be familiar to many Australian venues, a point of sale and e-commerce, e-commerce software provider. Um, Peter's visiting from Canada. Peter, welcome, welcome to Australia, first of all, and welcome to Dirty Linen. Absolutely. Thank you, Danny. It's great to be here and thanks, thanks for having me on the show. What's the purpose of your visit to Australia? So I'm here for the week. Uh, I'm here to meet, obviously, with our, our teams here in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, of course, meeting with customers, uh, meeting with folks looking at Lightspeed as well, and obviously keeping in touch with the, the Australian hospitality industry. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Australians and Canadians, we feel like we have a lot in common. I'd love to get your perspective on the hospitality industry in Canada. Uh, you know, how's it feeling? What are the pressure points? Uh, how are things going? So I think, we're, we're, and actually this this is a big reason why I do visits like this, not only in obviously Australia, Canada, US, our business in Europe, is to keep in touch with, you know, what are restauranters facing around the world, obviously, Last couple of years, very trying times for the industry, and now obviously seeing a massive revival. But in Canada, actually similar to what I've heard over the last week here in Australia is, number one challenge facing restaurants today is, my dining room is full, it's packed, but I still have to figure out how to do delivery because tons of people discovered delivery during the pandemic. And I'm having trouble hiring enough staff to fill my rosters. I'm dealing with inflation. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to turn towards technology because I, I just can't fill that roster. But it's a similar story as in Canada as, it, as in Australia. I mean, are there any outlier countries from, you know, your experience, different states of the US or, or in Europe? Are there any countries where they're like, yeah, everything's pretty good here. Nothing's too expensive. We've got heaps of customers, staff are you know, being down the door to work with me. No, I, I mean, I, I wish, but no, we're hearing the same thing everywhere. I, I mean, you know, maybe a little bit more here and there, but by and large, it's it's the same story everywhere. The, the restaurant industry is facing very similar pressures. Mm, interesting. I mean, I think one of the interesting and useful things about technology platforms such as yourselves is that you are really able to get lots of data about restaurants. What are some of the interesting uh, facts and figures that you can share with us? Uh, absolutely. And we, we are very a, very much a data-centric company. We love to understand what's happening in the industry and I think, you know, we, we pull data. Let's just talk about the Australian industry here. We pull data every month from all of our venues. And we have over 10,000 10, venues here in Australia. And I think the first thing that stands out to me is the sector, the business, this business is, is really growing. You know, we know the business has grown, or restaurants business is growing 35% year on year. So, you know, 2022 compared to, to 2021. And even, even within it, you know, we know that bars are growing 45% year on year, cafes are growing 26% year on year, and the restaurant industry, you know, table service restaurants are growing 35% year on year. So across the, se- across the sector, restaurants are open, they're vibrant, and they're full. I guess, I mean, if you think about year on year data, that feels kind of obvious because we were just coming out of lockdowns around this time last year. But, I mean, what about some of the, like, the more recent data, what can you, is there anything like month to month that you can, sh- that shows any interesting trends? 
I, you know, we see the same trend on month to month. And I agree, obviously, you know, saw some serious lockdowns this time last year. And, you know, we even have data for, for Victoria with some of the, the most extended lockdowns. But even month to month, so just compared to, you know, this month to last month, the industry grew seven, nearly 8% at 7.5%. So we know even month on month, the, the growth is fantastic. Right. Because, yeah, some of the stats that I've seen... Um so, yeah, restaurants 8% up from September to October, bars up 10%, cafes up 4%. I guess, you know, when I, when I read out those figures, I'm also thinking, hmm, but if inflation's running at, you know, 5 6 7%, then um, I can really see where, the, uh, yeah, the restaurant or the cafe is full, but perhaps um, the books still aren't looking so good. Yeah, but, you know, when you look at inflation, it could be six, seven, eight percent year on year, but it, it's not that much month on month. So we see the sales or the revenues of the restaurants is growing faster, faster than inflation, which is exciting. Mm. And what do you think it is that's driving that growth? Is it uh, is it innovations within the businesses? Is it the fact that people are wanting to go out or they're spending? You know, what what are you seeing? I think I think there's a, a couple factors. I think obviously the first is. People, people love to be with other people. They love the experience of being in a restaurant, that, the texture of that experience. They, they just love it. And obviously, being deprived of that for so long, it just you get this overcorrection where people go out. And obviously, that's been the story for the last year. But I think on the tech side, you, know, you see restaurateurs, especially here in Australia, a market that adopts technology well ahead of the rest of the world, is using that for their own benefit. I think you know, a great example is, is that QR code or ordering experience that we're all so familiar with. Two years ago, less than 8% of our customers were using that experience where you could order via QR code. Whereas now, two years later, it's almost a quarter. It's, it's or just over a quarter. It's 26%. And so that's a great example of here in Australia how restaurants are, are adopting technology to help drive that growth. You know, even, even within that, you know, we know an order that comes through QR, QR codes is between a quarter or 25% and a third larger. So... Not only are people adopting it, but the actual ticket size, the order size is bigger. So we, we see the, you know, this vibrance in the Australian hospitality sector adopting this great technology to make sure that they succeed. And, and we'd love to see that. Mm. What do you, why do you think that is? Why would the orders be bigger when they're done using a technology platform? So there's a, there's a, couple, there's a couple of things to it. First, there's a guest has the, free, there's the frequency of reordering. So maybe let's just say a bar or a pub. I'm sitting at the table. I want another pint. Well, rather than waiting for a staff member to come over to me, I can just place the order right away on my phone. So I might get that extra pint on my ticket compared to having to order in a more traditional manner. There's also the upselling that can happen in the app. What about, hey, you're ordering, I don't know, this, this dessert or this main, it'd go great w- with, this, with this cocktail or, the, or this pint, or you could even upsell them to a more expensive pint. Uh, and so restaurateurs can use that to, to really drive the average ticket size. Mm. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I guess, the conversation that we always have around technology and ordering is, is around the human touch and around the way that people still create that hospitality experience, um, even while um, making the most of technology that's available. What, do, what sort of conversations do you have with people around that? So I, I think re- restaurants in general Obviously, there's the, the passion for the food and the passion for the guest experience. But there's also the, hey, I'm just running an independent business. And when you're running an independent business, one of the key questions that you always have to answer is, you know, what do I do next to grow my business? What, what, what is the right next step? And I think that's something that 
obviously, with, with, because we have such a, a, a good proportion of the restaurants here in Australia using Lightspeed, a lot of them turn to us. And obviously, that's why we look at data so closely. We look at industry trends um, and obviously why we're so focused on great technology to help them grow. But I think even when we think about the venues using Lightspeed, you know, we know from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the industry grew for the months where we still have data, August to September, grew 1.3% across the whole sector. So obviously big number. But Lightspeed venues grew 1.8%. So our customers are growing faster than the industry. They're growing 36, 38% faster than the industry. So we know when we look at data and we work with these restaurateurs to build great experiences that we know that they're succeeding. And that's something we're super proud of. I mean, a lot of the conversations around, you know, making business businesses stronger, more vibrant, more viable has been around back of house and menu creation, whether it's dish simplification or reducing menu items. Um, what kinds of trends are you seeing in that in that regard? Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I love that question. Actually, it ties a lot to the stories we're hearing around the world. You know, obviously, labor, inflation, supply chain. You know, we also know that obviously from a from a restaurant experience, obviously what's what's happening on our local farms is a big part of what gets served on our plates. And so when we look at just, you know, inflation within the supply chain, if I'm a restaurateur and all of a sudden I don't have this ingredient available to me for the next six weeks or, you know, this supplier says, hey, I can't get you this fish for another two months. Obviously, you have to simplify your menu and making those decisions of, well, what am I going to cut or what am I going to consolidate and what am I going to focus on for the next month on my menu? Is it really tough question because ultimately that is that is what you're selling to your guests that is your revenue and so making those decisions are super tough and exactly as you said Danny you know restaurants are consolidating their menus but they're making really smart choices of what they should be keeping and what they should be cutting beyond just hey where what do I make the most profit on it's what do my guests love what do bring guests back what what dishes are bringing guests back into my restaurant and that's a key a key 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 thing that you need to be thinking about as a restaurateur today because with inflation just going running away, you know, consumers will have less ability to, to dine out. So when you do bring them into your restaurant, you need to make sure you have a higher chance of bringing them back. Yeah, I guess what I'm hearing is you're saying that identity is really important and, and it's, it's, it's as important to know who you are as to know who you're not. I think it is something that we've perhaps seen a lot as people have, you know, regrouped after all the various lockdowns. It's like, this realization that you can't be all things to all people. So you might as well, uh, yeah, be really clear and direct. I mean, I've definitely noticing that as a customer that the the restaurants that really resonate are those that seem so sure about their identity. Yeah. And, you know, I was just, uh, just last night, actually, here in Sydney, I was at Ghibli's and they, they, they had a very focused menu. We obviously had a really great time, but they were very focused on their menu and, and, and they said, this is what we're serving. This is what we're focused on. This is what you should have. And obviously, you know, having been there before, it, it was a very focused menu. And so the idea there is, it, just as you said, it, this is the identity. This is the experience we're trying to create for our guests and just doubling down on that. Yeah. Well, so what did you eat? What was great? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I had, uh, well, there was, there was a couple of drinks involved, of course, but they, we had a good time. At, we, I had some great oysters. Uh, had some great, you know, steamed vegetables. Uh, oh, some really great trout. Um, some good steak. Yeah, it was it was a great experience actually. But and you know what tops it all off obviously is the food and the focus menu. But of course the service and the style and the sequence of service was also very attuned to the to the food that they were serving. And so 
when it comes out, at what point is there a break? When do they change the dishes and, and the cutlery? You know, that's all part of that experience that a restaurant just creates that texture of when you're in the room, that, that it really is part of their identity that they're presenting to the world. Yeah, that is so interesting. I've had, you know, quite a few conversations recently with restaurateurs exactly on that. It's like beyond the menu, it's about, yeah, the experience, those different touch points. And I think, um, yeah, there was a feeling that people didn't want service so much at their table. We're, you know, we're, we're nervous about about contact, about getting too, too, too close, about breathing, you know, the same air. I mean, do you feel like there are changes in that long term um, or do you yeah do you feel again it's part of each restaurant's identity well I, I so I definitely think there's there's changes long term but at the same time I think you know if you if you talk just about people and the experiences that people look for it, humans are social animals they want to be out with their friends they want to interact with people and so when you go to you know another great lightspeed customer I was at on Monday night is is uh, nomad here in Sydney again and, you know, the staff are there, they're presenting themselves. It's part of the experience, the conversation. They're telling me about what they're serving. Here's a great wine that goes with it. That is part of the experience. And, you know, of course, we've all lived through this, this pandemic. But as we come out of it, I think just people cannot turn away from the fact that we want to be with other people. And I think that's also part of the experience. You know, if, you, if you're going into a coffee shop and you're just doing grab takeaway, obviously, that's going to be a different experience than when you're sitting in a, in a restaurant or... You know, yeah, like Zeus, Zeus Street Greek, you know, QSR chain here in Australia, obviously using Lightspeed, totally different experience and presentation than Nomad or Jane or Carlton Wine Rooms. What about in Canada? Like what's the what's happening in cafes, restaurants and bars in Canada? What are some of the trends that you're seeing? So uh, I, I think actually Australia is a really interesting market that almost tells you the future about how the restaurant industry and the rest of the rest of the world is going to go. Because like we said before, the, the challenges are the same. But what I love about the Australian hospital sector is there really are early adopters of great technology and you see the results and you see restaurateurs in Canada and the US and, and now Europe also too turning to that that new technology. And because of our experience here and because we have such a large customer base here in Australia, you know, over 10,000 venues, we know, okay, what are the trends? What's happening? And we can bring that to Canada and, and, and help. Bring, bring it to restaurateurs in Canada and tell them about, hey, you know, you know, even even big groups like Lion Brewing or Carlton, you know, what they're doing in their pubs and their sub brands and bring that to, to venues in, in Canada about, hey, you know, QR codes, 20 to 25% higher ticket size. You should be thinking about that and using Australian businesses use case for that. Mm. And same is same is true in, in Europe. You know, the whole pay at table experience. Um, rolling out across Europe that we see over the last couple of years is, is also coming over over to Canada and the U.S. So you, because Lightspeed has this reach around the world, we can use the experiences of people from around the world to, to help inform each other. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting flip, I guess, where technology has been, I guess, following along behind businesses and, and solving problems. But I suppose this idea of anticipating and driving driving change is actually, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a flip. Well, you know, I think another, and just to, to riff on what you're saying, you know, talk about wages and, and the cost of labor. Obviously, it's, impo- it's really tough to, f- to fill your roster right now. Obviously, everybody, all restaurateurs know that. And so wages are just going to go have to go up. And so we also see at the same time the cost of food and, and, and the, 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 the spirits you're serving in your restaurant is going up. So just the cost of going to a restaurant is going to go up. That's just, you know, the nature, obviously, of inflation. 
but we're seeing that around the world. And, and so how does technology correct for that? You know, how do you create experiences where you're leveraged, you know, you have to have a great dining experience, but you just have fewer people on staff to help you with that. I mean, technology is the way out. Technology is the answer. But the magic, and I think what we do at Lightspeed very well, is how do you implement technology in a restaurant that doesn't take away from the magic of a restaurant? And that, I think, is what we do super well. But it, it is a key question that, only, that we think about here at Lightspeed. But you know, we work super closely with the venues to make sure that they feel the same as well. So what are some of the, what is the magic? Like, how do you um, create those efficiencies without, without losing the experience? Yeah, well, we talked about QR code, but I think another kind of riff on that is, well, what if a, a server or a staff member can take an order with their iPhone? They have the Lightspeed app on their phone. They can place orders, but not because they're going to have the phone. They're standing beside the table with the phone taking an order and the guest sees the back of the phone. It's you're still interacting with the guest. You're, you're talking to the guest. You're telling them about what's in this dish, you know, what's what's in, you know, what, where are the oysters from, et cetera. And rather than, and the reason you have time to do that as a staff member is instead of having to run back to a pause, you know, across the dining room and then punching it in, then going back to the next table, like as I'm walking from table to table, I can punch it on the phone, send the beers to the bar, make sure that the guests are getting it. And then it can go straight to the next table. And even if, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that extra two, three minutes that you get as a, a staff member, well, all of a sudden you can, you can manage five tables instead of four. I mean, that's a 20% labor cost reduction. And so that is how technology despite rising labor costs means that you can keep that magic of the restaurant experience and technology is allowing you to do that without getting in in the way of the restaurant experience. Mm, and I guess, you know, if staff aren't run off their feet, then that also helps with retention. It, it just makes me think uh, I was chatting to a restaurateur recently who's got robots cooking his Korean fried chicken. And he was saying it's, it's not only that the robot always shakes the fryer in the right way and never leaves it frying for too long. It's also that his human employees don't have to stand by the fryer getting, you know, splashed with hot oil or breathing in the fumes. And um, it really does help with uh, keeping people engaged longer term. And there's not that turnover, which of course, you know, results in training and, um, you know, inevitable errors and, you know, as, as people, uh, yeah, school up. So, yeah, it's, 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 it, is really, it is really interesting to think about it like that. I, I was just talking, you're making me think, I was just talking with another restaurateur two weeks ago and they were telling me exactly that where, you know, obviously because there's a staff shortage, you know, they, they were they were having staff coming to them at the end of service saying, I'm, I'm done, I need two weeks off, I need to take a leave, etc. And because of that, not only did they have empty rosters, 20% of their staff were on leave at any given point because of exactly as you described, it just, they, they can't keep up with the, 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 the volume of activity in the restaurant because they're just so short-staffed. And again, that is that is where technology steps in and, and prevents that ex- burnout. You want these staff who are working in restaurants to have great experience and turn this into careers and create great guest experiences. And again, that's where technology fills that gap. Mm, yeah, burnout is such a compounding problem, isn't it? Where someone needs to go and leave, then you know, what happens to those who are remaining? Yeah, and everybody left has to take the load. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, Um yeah, super, super intense. Um, so, are you? What's what's the plan while while you're in Australia, Peter? Is there, is there a lot of eating, a lot of drinking, a lot of chatting? Definitely a lot of eating. Definitely a lot of drinking. Ch- chatting with the teams. Obviously, we have two 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 big offices for the hospital unit in Lightspeed, or in Australia for Lightspeed. Uh, we have the Sydney office, the Melbourne office. I'll be S- Sydney for the first bit of this week. Uh, going down to Melbourne at the end of the week, visiting the office down there. Obviously, visiting some customers as well. Um, 
And, you know, just, just meeting with not only our teams, but meeting with restaurateurs, obviously I mentioned a couple of the ones that I was out with already. I'm, I'm actually headed to one later this afternoon. Um, and just getting feedback. What's, what's going well in the restaurant industry? What's not, what, what can we do as a technology company, as a service provider to, to these, to these venues to help them continue to grow? Obviously we love the, the numbers that are coming out of seeing that super strong growth of the Lightspeed venues outperforming their peers in, here in Australia, but obviously we want to do more and continue to grow with them. Mm, well, it's really, I love the idea that you're over here visiting the future and you can take the intel <laughs> back back to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing uh, part of your journey with us today, Peter. And um, yeah, it's great, great to hear such optimism about, yeah, you know, challenges, but optimism from the industry worldwide. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been a big year for the hospital industry. It's a big, been a big year for, for Lightspeed. And I think the next 12 months in the hospital industry are going to be just fantastic. And I'm, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, awesome. Well, lots of eating to be done. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. Have a great day. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.